Welcome back to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And tonight we're discussing Season 1, Episode 9, Full Hearts. Original air date, December 5th, 2006. Written by Aaron Rashawn Thomas and directed by Josh Pate. Liz, how are you? I'm good. I miss you. On Thursday, we'll be together, but I know it's been a I while. miss you too. I know. I'm happy to be back in the Friday Night Lights world. I hope everyone had a great break, and I hope now you're all caught up and found this podcast, and you can't <laughs> wait for this episode to be here. Totally. Yeah. Did you have a nice break? I did. I mean, super quiet, which was good. Um, got to see some of my family and, you know, we just we just chilled, laid really low because, you know, the world yeah, is still healing, you know, <laughs> lots of things to heal. Honestly, that's a good way to put it. The world is still and will continue to continue. heal. But I'm happy because I'm in my I'm in my closet, which was my normal podcast podcast space. But if you saw Instagram, I revamped it a little bit. So this is my actual first time using like my desk and having just the setup that I'm enjoying. So I'm I'm excited for this episode. It was a good one. I can't wait to discuss, you know, all the good stuff. I know. I know. This episode, Full Hearts, episode nine was really, really good. And I feel like we just keep getting better and better. I felt that since day one. Like, I'm like, okay, good pilot. But then the next week, I'm like, okay, even better. And then it just keeps going up and up. So that's what you want from a show. (laughs) You know, definitely don't want it, obviously, in the first season for it to just go, you know, down. But so far, so good. Yeah. Okay, so summary for this episode. Growing pains, emotions intensify as the game against the intimidating Gatling High nears. Lila and Tim become alienated from their friends as rumors about their relationship spread all over town. Brian Smash Williams continues to buckle to the pressure and puts his own health at risk in his attempt to improve his performance on the field. It's still going. It will continue to go. So just uh, buckle in. So last time we spoke, I gave you four words to describe this episode. They were truth, impression, date, and nickname, which you did really well on your predictions. (laughs) So let's start with truth. So Lila decides to go visit Jason with baked goods and a little prayer sesh to get her ready before her meeting with Jason. Yeah, they have um, a little, what would you call that? Not like a church, I guess essentially a church inside the rehab facility. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a Jew. I don't know that they do these things normally. <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> true story. I also am a Jew. And <laughs> I mean, my mom was is a Christian, so I grew up in a, you know, both faith household. But it's been a long time since I've been to church. And I attended a church service this past weekend. And they were singing hymns. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, open to him. And I was like, I opened to the wrong page. And then thankfully, my sister was with me. So she's like, here you go. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so embarrassing. <laughs> well, anyway, you, didn't have to sing. you could just be there. Yeah. No, I, f- I followed along. And then yeah. Anthony was also there. So he was able to find the correct hymn. Anyway, okay, so this is emotional because as she walks in, Jason is taking down all their picks and straight up asks, did you sleep with Riggins and how many times? It almost looked like he was about to be moving out. Like his room was so bare, I guess because the photos were like the only touch of making it his own personal place. But I was like, oh my God, is Jason like going home? Is he? But then I realized, okay, no, he's just obliterating anything that had to do with Lila and Tim. So, Well, Lisa wants to know how long is Jason going to be in rehab for? It can't be that much longer. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, depending on injury, the amount of time you're in rehab varies. So, I mean, he had a pretty damn serious injury. Yeah. Um, but he's he's doing so well, and he's really having use of you know, his upper body at this point. So I don't, 
know if he's going to need to like basically live there from now on or like are we are we prolonging this i'm I'm not sure maybe right. i'll say like if i had to put a number on it maybe like two more episodes because i feel like the rest of the season we can't really have him in rehab it's going to make things a little dif- difficult for progression of story right yeah good prediction oh thank you but as this is all happening Jason knows Lila admits it in her way and tells her to get out. So do yeah. you think at this point Tim and Lila will ever get back together? Or they will will they not even back together, will they even be a thing? Tim and Lila. Or- ch- Tim and Lila. Tim and Lila. You know, I mean I don't want it to be so I'm trying not to like selfishly think that that's the way it's going to go but I feel like we could just kind of eliminate it I think we can kind of get around it here I have a feeling that we might not go back to this but I probably will be laughed at because you know it is (laughs) it is a teen show about kids that hook up and fall in love and do all the things so if this is the jump start of it it was really rocky for me, and I don't see a potential future in these two. But hey, prove me wrong. Maybe I'll end up loving it if it happens. Right. We know that Jason punched him and Lila was there. But there are rumors flying all around school about what has occurred. And Lisa brought up a good point, saying, I don't understand how the school found out that Jason punched him. Nobody was there. Right. Right. I mean, unless some person from the school was there to support Jason, maybe I like, but that is, we we don't know. I mean, know. it was an empty, it was an empty gym. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, confusion. I mean, I guess because there's, you see Tim has like, you know, the mark on his face, something obviously happened and I guess people, obviously, we know they made assumptions because everything they were saying wasn't true. They were saying, oh, he was beating up a kid in a wheelchair, which I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. How did we get there? Because you guys haven't even seen Jason. So how do you, why do you even assume that he was the one getting beat on? <laughs> I was like, what is that? Well, that's the thing because of, that's exactly because it, it was rumors, rumors right? Like rumors. no one had the straight story. They had the right players involved, but they didn't actually have the story. Yeah. And so the team goes to visit Jason and they find out what happens and ultimately they end up destroying Riggins' truck with him sitting in it. But he just takes it. He knows he's not going to fight back. So Vic wants to know, do you think what they did to Tim was extreme? If a friend tells you they were cheated on, what would you do? Well, obviously I'd excommunicate that person from my life. (laughs) But I... I don't know what I, I mean. Obviously, I would just be there and support my friend, but I'm not a violent person or feel the need to go and physically harm someone's things. I mean, I would obviously want it to happen without me having to do anything about it, but I don't think right. I would physically do anything to harm anyone's personal belongings. I would just hope that karma would come around and get them, you know, down the line somehow. But do I think it was an extreme thing to do? Um, what else do boy? What else the boys gonna do besides? I thought they were gonna actually gang up and beat him up. Yeah, which yeah was very scary to me because you obviously could really injure a person or you know something even worse. So I thought maybe they would jump him, and I'm like, oh man, no. So I, a part of me is relieved. That they didn't, and then they just beat up his car. But the fact that he was in the car could have ended badly for him. So maybe it's essentially the same thing. But do I think it's extreme? I don't think it's extreme because I don't understand what else those boys would have done besides just be like, fuck you, Tim. You're an asshole and we don't want to be friends with you or something. And also, how dare you do this to Jason? Right. But they can yeah. say those words. They're very capable of saying them, but they took their anger out somewhere else because of loyalty. Yeah. It's the team. We're loyal. We're brothers. And a brother hurt another brother. And now we're just going to destroy something that he loves, I guess. Right. 
Coach also finds out the truth from Matt of what's been happening, and he goes to talk to Jason about it, and he says to him, listen, you don't have to talk details with me, but you also don't have to go through this alone, which I really, really loved this scene, and I loved seeing the continuation of visits between Coach and Jason. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I really appreciate in each episode since Jason's been at rehab that Coach, I mean, even in the hospital, but Coach has come to see him and has been like, okay, let's check in. How are you today? What's going on? What happened? I know about Lila. Just talk to me. Like, just keeping him um, as level-headed, I guess, as he possibly can in this shitty situation and just being just being there as as coach as his his buddy that he does need and needs probably advice and a sense of normalcy of him coming in because you don't really see Jason's parents all that much and i don't know obviously i'm to assume right now that they're kind of on the back burners of characters like we're not going to go into their story and their relationship but it's like it would be I would feel good if I saw his parents come and see him and, and talk to him, too. But it's good because coach can do that for him. And that's really all we need is coach having those conversations with him. So I really enjoy that. Right. I agree. Tyra, she finds out, you know, she has that conversation with Lila. And then she Lila says this line of, I don't know what you're talking about. I have to get to ethics class, mm. which that was just Perfect for that scene. Yeah, ethics. Right. Right. And then Tyra finds out and slaps Reagans, which had to happen. But, you know, Tyra had her fun with Smash. So those two have always had kind of this. Yes, but she says anyone but her. Back and forth. Anyone but her. Which leads me to believe that these two, this is just my light prediction here. These two girls were friends as kids. One of them went into the popular crowd. One of them kind of laid low. Obviously, we know who is who. Is who and they became just different people and they had different circles. And so I guess, and maybe another light prediction I have here, Tyra has always felt something for Jason. And the fact that Lila got him made her even her, uh, you know, her issues with her stand out more because she actually did in one point of her life, really like Jason. That's just my light prediction. <laughs> I like it, and I will take it. Okay. <laughs> Lila also comes clean and admits to Buddy, which they have a parenting moment, oh, and she tells him finally. everything. And Buddy ends up leaving the game. I mean, he's still at the game, but he leaves to watch it to go underneath the bleachers to talk to his daughter because she's being called really disgusting names from yes. the team. How do we feel about this? Do we feel for Lila? I feel for her because people should not be saying those things to her, calling her a slut and whatnot. Um, I do feel for Lila, but also it's tough. It's so tough. I feel like, yes, the words they were saying were harsh. I feel like when we were in high school, I mean, I'm essentially these kids ages when the show was on, I was in high school. So I could have seen this very well happen on the bleachers, all these girls yelling slut or whore, or I can see that. So for the time, it makes sense. I don't like those words that they meant they're saying loosely because during that time, that's what girls called each other, which is not right and it's disgusting and these days I would hope that nobody would call each other a slut or what you know it's just not something that we do and so while I think that she deserves to be I wouldn't say punished I think she needs to learn a very big lesson here uh maybe this wasn't the way of doing it but I loved the buddy moment and I thought at this day would never come. I really truly thought I was going to hate him forever and I still really dislike him, but I <laughs> felt this moment. I said, okay, buddy, you got one point. You got one point. Finally, I'm seeing some sort of good in you. So yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, as we know, the Panthers are traveling to Gatlin to take on their team, right, this week. So we get an impression of the town, not only from Smash, which we'll get into, but we're learning that this may not be the greatest town and where they're staying 
Buddy and the mayor and families are not happy it's a motel. I didn't realize that, I mean, always growing up, my parents funded any hotel or away dance competition, whatever that we had to do. So I never put two in, like, I never understood that when kids in high school go to away games, that the other team school funds for them to stay in their town. Yeah, again, this correctly. Is this a Southern thing to do? I don't know if it's a Southern thing to do. It might just be a big team thing to do. I don't know. I'm not in the sports world. I did not play sports in high school. I, this also got to me, but essentially Buddy and Tammy team up and they make a great yin and yang team. You know, Tammy uses her charm and Buddy sticks to the logistics and ultimately they're able to get what they need, a better place to stay for the team. feel about the mayor telling Tammy to like put the tits out type thing? Oh. I was like, what is happening? She is something else, the mayor. I just was like, okay, why are we even entertaining this and then I realized okay she has to go sit with a bunch of fucking men so let me just I know. you know uh, just I didn't like it I didn't like it coming from another woman I didn't like it right. <laughs> I was like wow okay <laughs> I know uh, Mike wants to know did you ever travel to another city to watch a school game the only thing I've ever traveled to was Hofstra University and that was it. Yeah. You guys know by now <laughs> did not do school sports. No, I mean, um, we also went to Hofstra, but Hofstra was like a marching band festival. Right. That's what I mean, yeah, pretty so much. Yeah. We did that, which was super fun. My sister also went to Hofstra University, so I had seen college they didn't even really have that much college football there, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. They're like a huge football team. They I don't think Quote me if I'm wrong that they really had a great uh, football team at Hofstra. But uh, no, like like I said, we growing up, I was a dancer. So I went to city different high schools and different cities to compete. But I mean, it wasn't games. Not really. I don't think I ever went to like another school's game besides maybe a friend that went to another high school. Maybe once or twice I went to like one of their football games. Yeah. But we didn't really go yeah. and sit to watch. We like sat to flirt with boys and things, you know. We didn't like go to be like rooting our team. It was I just went to go like hang out with people. Right. Uh Vic wants to know, would you stay in a motel if that's all they were offering you to do for some work event, or would you fight to have a better hotel? I think I would probably just pay out of pocket and <laughs> go to That's another hotel you know like i'm not gonna put up That's a fight if this is all they can yeah. afford it's fine i'll just go do something else you know yeah yeah uh the other impression we're getting in this episode is how matt comes off on his date with julie Yikes. landry or shall we call him lance which is an, an inside running joke because coach could never get his name right so oh, people okay. constantly call him Lance. So just keep an eye out for that. It's really freaking I funny once you that. hone in on it. Yeah. Wait, is Landry so, his real his first name or his last name? Uh Landry Clark. Oh, so Landry is his first name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but Landry takes Matt shopping for some new clothes to wear on his date, and Matt ends up buying a members only jacket. <laughs> Which Landry's like, this is so cool. You got to get this. And Matt's like, are you sure? What What did you wear on your first date, Liz? Do you um, remember? Did you have like a go-to outfit? No. I mean, actually, but this was like later in my life. So like when I was dating, I would like reuse the, it's like a navy blue robber. That was it. But that's like what a girl would wear i don't know what a guy would wear i'm trying to think randy wore like i think he wore like a button down and jeans but i mean i think that's like the go-to a button down and jeans it depends on where you're going like if you're hiking you're not gonna wear button down and jeans so i don't i don't know right um i have to be honest members only i didn't catch i didn't understand what that was so funny like a members only jacket like members only of a club members only it could mean a lot of things i know but it didn't and, say members only right 
It did. Oh, it did say it. Okay. Didn't see it. It was on like the. Okay. Mike said that he liked Julie's dress, but aren't movies more of an event you wear jeans to? Yes. Which I have to say, there's a couple of first dates that come to mind of how I dress. But I remember I'm <laughs> when I was in high school, I was talking. This is not good what I'm going to say. Like, I do not advise what I did. But when I was in high school, I met one of a boyfriend from MySpace. Oh, Yes. Yes. This one. And <laughs> yes. And thank goodness this worked out. But I had him come pick me up. We didn't even meet in a public place, which is also bad. Very bad. Learn, very, guys. Very, 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 very bad. Bad mistakes. <laughs> and, his, and his friend picked me up with him in the car. Again, I cannot even believe I'm saying this because this is awful. But I remember I wore my Paul Frank t-shirt that said, you can never have too many cats. Which... <laughs> I don't think that. I Which mean, it's a good impression like of me. To this day, you probably would still wear a Paul Frank T-shirt that says "I love cats" on it. And- no, it like too. You can never have too many cats. Too, you can so never you're have just too many cats. giving the impression that you're this cat lady, and this was not flattering at all. But I, uh, yeah, I that was one of my first dates. Bobby wants to know: Do you remember like a specific first date outfit, or just like no? What was date? your first date like? Um, any well, first I mean, date I remember obviously Randy and I's first date I've told this story before yeah I can't remember which podcast but we went out to a restaurant and then we literally you know it was I, it was after coffee and we were like do you want to just talk and we ended up talking in the car for the entire night it was a fun night we got to sit on this restaurant had these like cute outdoor like swings that you could drink on and that was fun um I don't know. I went on like on a Starbucks date. I went to like another. I I feel like my first dates have always been like restaurants. I don't know. Right, because just that's what you eat. do. Right, you just have the best conversation over food anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's not like I have dated a crazy amount. I mean, I've been with Anthony since he was nineteen and I was twenty, and I'm going on <laughs> thirty five this year. Right. So it's been a while. It's been a min, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, when Matt goes to pick up Julie for their date. Julie's dressed up in a dress and heels, and Tammy and Eric are like, absolutely not. And that's when they see the members-only jacket, and Coach offers him a beer. Ugh. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm driving. He's like, um, and also you're underage. So yeah. that should have been your first answer. Yeah, but Jess wants to know what we think about this. Why are Tammy and Eric so worried about Julie going on a date with Matt when they know he's a good guy? Do you think they would care if Matt was not on the team or is it just the fact that Julie's starting to date? No, I think it's the latter. I think it's, this is their daughter. She's of age to start being interested in dating. And so this is her actual first date. It just so happens that he's now the quarterback of the football team. He is such a good kid. Um, but I think, I think they just got overwhelmed knowing that their, their kids growing up too. And she does go to high school with these people that he coaches. So it was bound to happen. I think Tammy's dealing with it a little worse than Eric is. (laughs) I think she's like not ready to give, give up yet on, you know, having this teenage daughter that is now ready to, you know, see what she likes out there. And I feel like Julie, she could be a little spicy. I think uh, when she put that dress on, I was like, oh, girl. Mm-hmm. Did you, you see that jazz heels? number? And then the I, heels. I had those heels. Girl, I know what you were doing with those heels. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I had those heels back in 2006, 2007. I had them. And like, you know what you're doing. I was like, okay, girlfriend, I see you. I don't think she's as innocent as everyone, you know, pegs her no. out to be. And Matt's eyes were just like, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. Matt tries to impress Julie at the movie theater and tells the employee that he's QB1 when you mean oh. you're sold out. There should be tickets for us. And there isn't. That's. That killed me. I was really hoping for not that extreme of a of a impression of I'm QB one. You should have tickets reserved for me, or you should just get me in because you know I'm part of the Panthers. Like, not 
good. It was disgusting and I was really upset about it. And I was like, oh, I mean, I could assume that this would happen. He gets himself all worked up and nervous and doesn't know how to act. And Landry's getting in his head and Smash was getting in his head. Like, how do I act around girls? I'm not good with girls. And that was like his initial thought was to, all right, I'm going to really like milk this quarterback thing and really try to impress her. And she was not impressed. Well, no. Uh, And the date doesn't actually even really get started Mm. because he gets a call from Landry, who's at home taking care of his grandma, which Landry was really hesitant about because he still thinks his grandma's a witch. Oh, so funny. Anyway, uh, but it turns out grandma locked herself in the bathroom, accusing of Landry touching her. And Matt has to impersonate Joel, her late husband, and sings Mr. Sandman, which is really heartbreaking to get her out of the bathroom. And Landry and Julie are just there and watching it. And here is like the first time Julie sees who Matt really is. Right. So there is a benefit of that, that she she knows there is a good person deep down that cares and has a good heart. But... Yeah, that part broke me. I was so upset to see her and what Matt probably has to do on a regular to help his grandma and make sure that she feels safe and because she's confused. It it was really bad. Um, But again, like I said, like maybe a little bit of a positive note because now Julie knows that he's he's not this douchey guy that he's trying to be. And she knows that. She knows that's not actually him. She knew he was just trying to, he probably was super nervous and just didn't know how to act. And that was like, his default was, okay, let me pretend to be this person that I'm not. And I think she was like, oh, okay. I guess you're going to do that tonight. (laughs) Bobby says, Julie really only liked Matt once she determined he was not a football player. Did it turn out that Rock and Randall or Jabroni Tony were not something you pegged them to be for the better? <laughs> Rock and Randall. Rock and Randall and Jabroni Tony. Um, I feel like... I'll, go ahead. Yeah, go, you no, no. Go. I was going to say, I'll say this. Like I said earlier, I've been with Ant for a very long time. Okay? So I met him when he was 19. I was 20. Ant for... As, for as long as I've known him, is a good egg. It's as simple as that. He's got a heart of gold. His core is not rotten. He just needed to mature like the Cheez-Its. And <laughs> that was it. You know that Cheez-It commercial where it. you're just not ready, not ready yet? And he was so close. Like, he's the most mature person at that young age. I mean, if you talk to anybody, everyone's like, I don't understand how Ant was just always so above. Yeah. And I'm not bragging right now. It's just you like with everything. Um, so I guess he always was the person I knew he was, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like, and I knew Ant as kids. So I feel like I already knew his core then was a good person. And then all those years later, I was like, no fucking way. That you like my friend Michelle. Oh my God, what is happening in the world? I was, it was like a blast from the past because Aunt and I hadn't seen each other in like, I, I mean, know. Aunt and I met when I was in seventh grade. He was in eighth grade. We went all through high school without seeing each other. And then all of a sudden, I get to like my senior year of high school into college and Aunt's like hanging out. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, but, you know, he, he is to the core that person. He's the same person. He just needed to grow up and like what person doesn't. And I mean, I've known Randy now almost four years and he is the biggest kid. I never anticipated him actually like I actually have a child. Um, I always tell him I prepared I'm prepared for motherhood because I already have a kid and I've like I'm taking care of this kid. Um, so I didn't expect that on first couple of dates but I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that he's not super serious or, uh, you know, moody. He's just always light. So I'm happy. Randy, Randy has an amazing sense of humor, <laughs> and he is so quick witted. So quick witted. It's ama- It amazes me whenever we're in a group chat or even in person when we're hanging out. I feel like we're a very loud group. Mm. But if you get to hear Randy's commentary. <laughs> And you've queued in, you're like, oh, 
Yes. This is so good. It's true. He he is quiet. Yes. But when you yes. get him going, you're like, oh, you have to watch out for that one because he's oh, always yeah. saying something. And he's a very he's very good at um lying. And I know that like doesn't sound like a good obviously it's not a good trait, but sometimes he'll say something and he's very sarcastic where I'm like, wait, do you mean that or not? And he's like, No, I I'm like, oh my God, like you're too good. I'm like, you think by now I would know. But it Oh. Well, not to keep going on tangents, but Ant is exactly the same mm-hmm. way where I have fallen many a time. Yes. This one particular story that happened, Ant and I were laying on laying on my bed. This was years and years and years and years ago. And he told me to scootsin. <laughs> and I said, What? And he said, Scootsin. And I said, What is that? He he's like, Scoot. Scootsin is German. German for scoot. And I said, no, it's not. He said, yes, it is. And then I end up trying to Google it and it's not. So <laughs> scoots in word of the day. Uh, let's continue. While this didn't happen on the date, we did see Matt and Julie share their first kiss after the end of the win of the game. And she had to run away. <gasps> she had to run away. Well, she was. Sh- I mean, he went right through right for it. She said it was an adorable kiss. Congratulations. Yeah, it was so a very cute. like picture perfect Hollywood sweet first kiss like yeah. the perfect time like the the time frame was like just the right amount of seconds and the lips were just that perfect you know height it just was sweet it was just sweet was so really we'll sweet. see what happens there yeah the other date we had in this episode was Tyra and Jason so Tish wants to know do you think Tyra and Jason have always had a friendship or is this something that's more newly formed I don't I don't know if it was a friendship. I I think I'm I'm sticking to my guns and I have a feeling that growing up maybe Tyra liked Jason because he was he I mean as we see he's this golden boy. He's got a good heart. He's very respectful. He's handsome. He was the quarterback. And so maybe she was like, "Wow, this guy actually is really good and a really good person that you wouldn't initially think maybe because he's a jock." Um, right. So I think maybe she's just always known he's a good person and kind of got wrapped up in his friend group a little bit. And that's where she found Tim kind of not like a, I guess like a fallback almost like, all right, well, I'm in this, this circle now and Tim's cute and he doesn't say much. So I guess, you know, <laughs> we could hook up and see where it goes, but always kind well, of you like think? Did thinking you about like- Jason kind of. Yeah. Did you like them hanging out, though? I liked it. Yeah, I did like it. A part of me felt, I don't know why, like uncomfortable because I felt like, okay, oh, oh no, are we going to push an envelope here again? Are they going to kiss? Like, I didn't know if it was leaning that way, but I'm happy we didn't go there at least just yet. I could see that maybe down the line, something going on there, because I honestly think Tyra, I've you know, the more I find out about her, the more I like, and I think she definitely could handle um, being there for someone who is handicapped, I guess. You know, I feel like she, she, it seems like she could love hard and I think that they would be a good pairing. Do I see it happening? I don't know, but I liked them together. I liked their scene, the banter, them making fun of Tim and Lila. I mean, obviously, we knew that was coming because what else were they really going to talk about? <laughs> or maybe they were find cute something crazy moment. to talk about. Yeah, I I liked it. I liked the bonding moment, and they, like she said, were the only two that aren't in Gatling at the game, right? Like, so, because she doesn't care. She does not care. No, she does not. She care. wants bigger and better things. He definitely is a bigger, you know, he he obviously at one time had a lot going for him, but now he needs to figure out what his next dream is. I'm, obviously, it will get him, it will take him a long time to get there because I'm sure that's not what he's thinking about at this moment. Like, what does my future hold? He's just thinking about, like, let me get through the today. Let me get through today. Um, So we'll see. I could see them both, like, you know, being making a big and being big together and that would be would be sweet to see them kind of like strive together 
Maybe just as friends. And just as friends. I don't, yeah, I don't need anything. Support, supportive friends. I don't know if I'm really shipping anyone, to be honest, at this moment. Well, Besides Tammy and Eric. Right. That's what I was going to say. We love them. The couple. love the Taylors. That I would never want anything, you know, bad to happen to their relationship or anything like that. But as far as the kids, like, let's just, like, let's mix it up. Not not into the pairings that we have going on right now, if there is any. I mean, Matt and Julie, I could see it working. I could see it not working. Tim and Lila, the same thing. Jason and Lila, I don't think that's ever going to be again. So let's mix it up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're kind of running out of people of who to swap I know. with. But, like, I'm sure we'll more, bring in other people. We right? are going to bring in more people. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in this episode, we do learn about Smash his background, his nickname, which he received from his father after hitting a water heater. Tish wants to know, do you have any nicknames that were a result of something you did or said like Smash? <laughs> well, I mean, you know my nickname in my family. Bitch Nauseous Tenio. Bitch Nauseous Tenio. Um, so, yes, I could be very bitchy. And, yes, I could be extremely nauseous. So those kind of stemmed from things that I've done in my my life. But... Other than bitch nauseous or a BN, as my brother-in-law <laughs> likes to call me. Um, just Liss, Lissy Poo, Lissa. That's about it. I don't really have any other nicknames, really. Lissa Patricia, my my pediatrician used to call me that. So my mom has like adapted that. That is so cute. I've never heard that in my whole life of knowing you. Lissa Patricia? Really? Never. I love also- that. <laughs> also, I just remembered another one. My Aunt Felicia calls me Flissa. Because when I was younger, um, I guess the way that my dance teacher wrote my name, the capital I looked like an, like a script F. And yeah. so all that year, the woman at the desk would call me Flissa, 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 Flissa. And we thought it was like a pet name that she had for me because, like, you know, I was there all the time and she was a sweet lady. And then at the end of the, like, the dance year, she's like, oh, my God, your name is not actually Flissa. And so my my Aunt Felicia literally thought that was the funniest thing ever, so she'll sometimes call me Flissa. But no. What about you, Mitch? <laughs> I mean, Mitch Ruby since high school, yeah. right? Everybody always calls me Mitch Ruby. Um, They can shorten it and call me Ruby. I prefer Mitch. Your mom is the only person who calls me Shelly. I know. <laughs> no one calls me Shelly. Only your mom. I know. And I think so I funny. would only allow it to be your mom. I, <laughs> I hate, hate Mish hate it when i was a kid my aunt used to call me mishy mouse and i absolutely despise mish i'm just not a mish no i'm not a mish i'd rather be mitch and everyone else calls me mitch and then of course i have like mitchell rubenstinkel mitchums <laughs> which aunt calls me mitchums mitch wife which aunt also calls me but nothing that i've really done it's just mitch ruby's just my first just and last name. name condensed shortened yeah Uh, But Smash, we also find out, somewhat idolizes his dad, which his mom and sisters do not. And it gets really heated with the amount of times it's brought up. And we also find out that they are from Gatling and that his father passed away there from a car accident. Yes. So, And the way his mother speaks about him, you're like, okay, obviously they were separated when he passed is what my assumption was. But you learn a little bit more. Right. Well, what did you think about the way Corinne is handling Smash and his grief? I mean, grief is a really hard thing. Do you feel like she's not allowing him to go through the process? Um, In a way. I mean, he says, you ripped us from that town that dad is. is You know, my dad is there and you don't even allow us to go there. You're not even allowing me to go to the cemetery to see him. So um, I don't really agree with that i think she's just a woman who obviously is hurting finding out that her husband or ex-husband at the time was cheating on her right so because she says yes it was a car accident yes it was late at night but he wasn't alone right and this seems like this was like a continued pattern and there was a lot of hurt there right and she was hurt by him and she's taking that out on her the way her kids um perceive their father i mean smash obviously still has now that he knows we'll see if it's any different but you know he idolized his father i'm sure and knowing that he can't 
see him or like I'm sure he was just confused as to why his mother was so hell bent against them not right. really participating in 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 grieving him. I don't know how long has it been. Do we know yet? I, they might have said it. I'm not sure how long it's been. Yeah, so, but it must be a while because he's been playing football in Dylan for a long time, right? So, I believe. I I don't agree with what she's doing, I, but I understand that she's hurt and she doesn't know how else to grieve herself. So I guess that's how she's she's like projecting on her kids. Like, no, I don't want to face him, so maybe like they shouldn't too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they had that conversation, and even at the end, because the Panthers do win the game against the Eagles. I mean, he runs off right to his mom. Oh, and he yeah. Says, Let, and he says, let's go home. And he has this big hug with her. He has this hug with his sisters, which he ends up confessing to his sister, Sheila, while working out about the steroid use. Do you think she will keep her promise about not saying anything? I mean, I think it's going to get to a point where I honestly thought he was going to like pull a Nathan Scott and like pass out on the field. I thought yeah. that I thought that was happening. If it doesn't, if it didn't happen in this episode, it's going to happen at a practice or something like that, where this kid is literally going to get, you know, teared down by the things that he's doing, um, the steroids. So I think she'll keep his secret as long until she literally can't anymore. And I'm hoping that sooner than later, because I really don't want to see this kid deteriorate. You know, and it's just you have to keep up with it is really trying on his body. And like, obviously, he's it's not agreeing well with him if he's trying to work out and he's so out of breath that he's giving himself essentially a panic attack. I mean, that's what they called it, a panic attack. But it's probably because right. of the stars, which I'm like so surprised that they didn't test his urine or anything. Well, they probably didn't think to do that because they do go to the doctor yeah. and maybe with the symptoms given, they're like, all right, everything sounds okay. You're having trouble breathing. Right, right. I'm not going to assume it's steroids. But Will, little prediction that he wants, who do you think will find out about the steroids next? Um, I feel like the obvious choice would probably be Matt at this point because I'm hopeful that these two do the team. Yeah, like develop a, a deeper friendship and they seem to obviously like each other and they're they're forming a bond. So I'm wondering if Matt will kind of catch on because he already saw him try and potentially take this money. So like what was that about? I think maybe he'll see like, oh, he's hurting. And yeah, he's a good kid, Matt, as we know. So maybe he'll try and feel him out and he'll figure it out or Smash will tell him or something. But I just really don't want it to go on any longer. It pains me to see him do this to himself and feel so much pressure. Like, when does it end? It's never going to end. He's always going to think like, okay, the next month I need it again for this game. Okay, the next month I'll need it again for this game. Okay, now the scouts are coming again. So it's like, when's the end? There's no end in Well, sight. the end comes when he gets caught. And when he gets caught. Or worse, you know, he could end up in the hospital or well, something else. Abs- well, ob- obviously, yeah, absolutely. If they come together, you know, if, if uh, getting caught and being in the hospital is the same time that people find out, like, I'm sure that would, that would be the case. If not... Yeah you know, beforehand, hopefully beforehand, and he doesn't end up in the hospital. Yeah. So across all of our podcasts, we have, I guess not all of them, but we've talked, I feel like we've referenced all of them. It's become a very big thing on Three Gossip Girls. We've talked about characters who have stomach issues (laughs) because of the stress that they're going through, right? So Mike, he wants us to rank who had the stomach issues from most to least in this uh in this episode well or in the cast a, yeah so i'm going to give you who he wants oh, us okay, to okay. rank okay uh lila tim smash chivy oh lucas payton the multiple times they were sneaking around behind <gasps> brooks back or marissa trey oh so, out of the pairings, who had the most stomach issues? Like the top 
like the pairings together are the stomach issue or individually? I I guess so. I would say together. Okay, so we have Marissa Trey, Lucas Payton, Tim and Lila, Chivy, and who else? Smash. And Smash, okay. I think I'm going to put Smash at the least because right now he doesn't even know he's aware of what mm-hmm. he... He's aware of it, but it, he's pro for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe next would be... Would it be Chivy? I mean, she probably has become like numb to... The fact that right. she's trying to like uphold this fake life of hers. Um, uh. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. Um, I feel. I think I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, put Lucas and Peyton at the top. Same. I was gonna put Lucas and Peyton at the top. Then Lila. Then Tim. Then then Tim. Then Chivy. Oh wait, Marissa, Marissa and, and Trey. Trey. I, I yeah, I would put Marissa maybe three. Mm. Marissa and Trey three. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a really tough. one. But they one. all have equal stomach issues, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's a, a running <laughs> joke that we have because you know all these characters that we talk about across our podcast all have such stressful situations, and I'm like their stomachs must be in knots because mine would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, that question hits true to home. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Uh, we received an email, which I'm going to read to you, and then we'll go into music and quote. But that was our summary discussion. As you guys can tell, we switched it up a little bit. This is going to be our new format. Hopefully you're into it. Let us know your feedback. Just trying to incorporate more relatable stories into it. Have your questions in the summary. I think there's maybe a better flow to that instead of taking a break. You'll let us know because you always do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we received an email from Scott. He has a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget, which all I think about when I hear People Don't Forget is from Superbad. Superbad. People Don't Forget. Yeah, same. (laughs) But... He wrote us such a nice email how he's enjoying our podcast and it was really sweet. He would love to come on and be a guest. So I am going to set that up so he can discuss Friday Night Lights with us. But he wrote to us saying the craziest thing I did to impress a girl is listening to B2K in seventh grade, which I ended up enjoying similar to Ant with Harry Potter, I guess. Oh, Oh my God. I know. Though I did just realize that I once publicly dedicated a volleyball game to a girl I liked in high school and then, of course, lost the game. (laughs) He says, I have a few full circle fun facts that Michelle might be particularly happy with. I'm guessing you already know that your universes collide with the movie The Roommate, which stars Lila Garrity, Blair Waldorf and Kevin Volchak. They sure do. But did you know the actor who plays Herc? Kevin Rankin appeared in season one episode of the OC. He was in the Vegas episode and played a pimp that threatened Ryan and Seth in their hotel room. That was him. What? Right. I mean, I I remember that episode obviously very well, but I didn't remember that it was him. <laughs> Same. Oh, I love it. I know and you've seen it way more times than I have. Yeah, but you know, it's like the first. It's time the first time, time for me. Yeah, but the room- uh, thank you so much, Scott. You never it's saw awesome. the roommate. I'm assuming I haven't. No, movies. I saw it one time a really long time ago, so I don't remember much about it. But uh, that was like the time that everyone was like Leighton and uh, my God, Minka look so much alike. And it's funny because I never felt like they did, but upon my rewatch. Um, doing my notes for Gossip Girl this week, I was like, wait a minute. I kind of see it a little bit. <laughs> I guess because I have Minka on the brain because now we're doing Friday Night Lights and I didn't really see it before until now. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. they do look similar. Not identical yeah. by any means, but similar. Yeah, I agree to that. Uh, Tish, she says, we talk a lot about how music shapes teen dramas so far. We haven't seen too much music, but what do you think of the soundtrack and scoring of the show, especially in this episode where they had the gospel music, uh, overlaid over the game? I think it's perfect for the show. It's definitely, um, 
the music's on the back burner. It's more obviously story and character development. Um, the town, like the town is a character in itself. And so I feel like the church music was very apropos, I guess, of what we were showing on the screen and seeing Smash going through it and Lila. Just, it made sense. And the, the music makes sense each week to me. Like the theme song alone is just instrumental, as we've discussed. And it just, it suits the show. So I feel like yeah. I, I enjoy the music. I don't need to know the song that they're playing. You know, like it, if it's instrumental, that's that's great too. Agreed. Other music we had in this episode, Vashon Mitchell, The Cordettes, Albert King, Jibs, and Eric Bobo. What was your favorite quote from this episode, Liz? Um, I had, let's see, a Sweet and Vulnerable. I don't I know have. what that was for, but sweet and vulnerable. <laughs> At least she's not interested in a serial killer or one of the Riggins. Oh, actually, I know. I liked anybody but her. That was a good one. And Randy said that um, Jules Funhouse, he thought that was like oh. the funniest thing ever. And I had to mention it. He goes, can you mention it? I'm like, oh, well, I'll mention it. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was like, are you serious right now? Right, which is like to me Landry. not a normal reaction of a high school kid to be like, hey, knock it off. I'm like, no, you would totally be make, like saying the shit, you know, you would totally be talking about her. No, let's <laughs> just keep Matt and being this nice boy that he is. I, know. I mean, he could have done it in like an innocent way, like, like laugh about it. But the fact that he was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I'm like, no boy would ever say, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So Will sent over his 10 reasons why he loved this episode, but he listed four chef's kiss moments. So I'm going to read nice. them to you. Number one, you want me to be Buddy Garrity's Yang? Chef's kiss. Number two, Landry, <laughs> oh, my yes. grandma is not a witch. She's just not. Chef's kiss number two. Number three, carpe diem. <laughs> and then number four, chef's kiss. Matt, there's no reason to blame the couture. <laughs> which is just so good i love any landry moment that we get yeah same all right let's go into mvp and shittiest do you have yours i do okay mvp ready Mm -hmm. okay three Three, two two, one one. matt sheila Sheila, I love that answer, girlfriend. Yeah, I enjoyed Sheila. I, I'm I'm hoping we're going to get to know her a little bit more. She seems to be, I don't know, is she older or younger? I guess we don't know ages or anything yet. You right? know what? I feel like I saw her on the cheerleading squad with Lila. Oh, so maybe she's like a year, year older, year younger, something like that. So she's in high school age around there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought... You know, she she knew something was up. She's like, you don't have anxiety. You don't get panic attacks. Like, what's up? You're getting acne. Like, I know you. You're my brother. And so right. I felt like, what a good moment to have between siblings. And now, like, yes, I am keeping your secret. But like I said, she's probably only going to keep that secret until she literally can't anymore, which is the moment that he either has something really bad that happens to him or, you know, it's, it's he's jeopardizing his his life in some way. But I just I liked her. I like I want to get to know her a little bit more. I love that answer. I chose Matt just for him handling his grandma. Yeah. It just pulled at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. We had Tammy as an MVP, Buddy, Matt. I mean, all good choices. Buddy, you did rise up, but okay. I, I just couldn't give you it just I'm yet. not ready yet. You know I mean? But I will no. give you a nod, buddy. An appreciation. I appreciated you, buddy. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Shittiest. What does mine say? Oh, oh. <laughs> you, you'll be surprised at my shittiest, I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Cheerleading Matt. squad. Oh. Matt. Okay. So I had him as my MVP. You had him as the shittiest. Yeah. Why do you have him as your shittiest? I forgot I even wrote that, but... um. I just, I didn't like the way, obviously, he, the way he portrayed himself in the date. I felt like he let people get in his head. I mean, that's his typical, he lets people get in his head and he gets nervous. So 
I don't know. I just, I guess I, I wrote it after I realized like, oh, I didn't like the things he said on the date or lack thereof date. But I, do I mean, I don't really mean it. You know, I love Matt. I don't really mean it. <laughs> and the more I look at discussing it with you makes me actually feel badly about my choice. Oh, no. You know, like, I'm I mean, like, well, he's a kid, so we should give him, cut him some slack. And he really did a good thing for his grandma. Yeah. Who did you pick? Yeah. I'm sorry. I chose the girls oh, the on the cheerleading squad. squad. Yeah. yeah, we actually had votes for the team, the football team and the cheerleading squad. Yeah. It's just the, and even the girls, even if it was the girls in the crowd and the girls in the school saying names like slut, I don't like it. Mm-mm. Don't like it. Yeah. So that's my vote for the shittiest. Agreed. Did you have a, did you have a top coach moment? I mean, I obviously love the moment in the gym when he went to go see Jason because same. every time we get that kind of scene, it's the same. You you know what to expect from the scene? Like, we're just having our, like, therapy session, but Coach is so great with Jason, and Jason loves Coach, and I just, I really like when we get to see them together. Yeah, I, I have to agree that, and you're right, it is the same scene, but yet it's still but it's still diff- it's makes my heart yeah. flutter. Mm-hmm. Not flutter, but burst of just yes. fullness. Yes, agreed. Not burst, but burst of energy that I just absolutely just love. love it. You and just it, love it. Love. Yeah. That's it. Burst of love. Burst of love. <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. All right. Let's go into a booster of the week. List. who are we supported by? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week, we are supported by a fairly new patron. Her name is Molly. Molly, aka Mollyist, which is actually her Discord name. So I didn't actually so come out with that, but I thought it was adorable at, that I had to say um, that we're just really enjoying get to know, getting to know Molly. She's been in the Discord chat. Everyone's talking and chatting with her and her history on Total Betty. And we just want to say thank you and welcome to the network. And we hope we get to talk to you more and that you're liking what we're doing on the network and just we're enjoying getting to know you. Thank you so much, Molliest. Molliest. All right. You know what time it is in the show. This is where we're going to beg you. Not beg you. Kindly ask, request. A request. If you're yeah. enjoying the show, we and we hope you are if you've made it this far, if you please head over to Apple Podcasts, if you're listening over there, to rate us five stars and leave us a review It helps the show grow so much, especially now because we are so new. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you're subscribed, downloading the episodes. You can rate over there five stars, which is really cool. And I do believe we got a new review over on Apple Podcast List. Is that true? You believe right. I'm going to read it right now. Loving this podcast, five stars from Kay Suro. They say, never seen or heard of this show before. So thank you, ladies, for leading me to it. This show pulls at your heartstrings and there are no better pair than these two ladies to break down each episode every week. When I listen to the podcast, I laugh and enjoy every minute. These ladies do not these ladies do know how to produce great content and make their listeners feel like they are in the same room as them. Thank you for that. With a heart emoji. Thank you so That's much. So That's so sweet. So sweet. Really sweet. Thank you so so much. And I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Same. Saying you've never heard of it and now you're here, which is just the goal, I think, of our podcast. Yeah. Come join the conversation and we love to hear from you. So again, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review, rating us five stars. If you'd like to submit any questions or comments, please do so. Talk in Texas forever at gmail.com. We appreciate your feedback. You guys are a major, major part of this show and topic of conversation so send that content on over. Yeah, let us know um, if you are an OG fan of the show and there are certain topics that come up on future episodes and you're like, let me, let, let it, I want to know about this and I want to hear your story about this. So we would love to hear from OG. Obviously, we'd love to hear from you newbies as well. I know we have a lot of them out there. So, so many. So just many. Just let us know. Just email us. Send us a, 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 an email about your journey Maybe you just started 
uh, the show and you like the podcast and we just we just want to know you get to know all of our listeners that's it we're simple people mm-hmm. we just want to know who you are yeah all right Liz I'm going to give you the title for next week a look into next game's playbook which is super exciting because not only is it episode 10 of season one but it's a double date episode because <laughs> Rock and Randall and Jabroni Tony are joining us they sure in person. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You please send us your questions for this episode. It's going to be a fun one. I'm but so the title, excited. The title is It's Different for Girls. Oh, this should be a good one. And the four words, themes of conversation, if you will, are... Reality, confidence, interruption, and competition. Okay. So I feel like right off the bat, interruption is going to be with Matt and Julie. And they're going to want to kiss again. And they keep getting interrupted by their parents or grandparent or whatever. Or Landry, whoever it is. Competition... I mean, like, that really could be anything on this show because it's a sports show and there's always going to be competition between, you know, opposing teams. Um, But I have a feeling it's going to be in our own team, in the Panthers, who's going to compete against who for something. Hmm. Or maybe it's... I don't know why I want to say like a school project and like these kids have to compete against each other for like debate class. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Reality. Maybe Jason is finally coming to reality. uh, The reality of what his life will be for the future. He's never really thought about it until now. Like what are my actual options for the future of my life? Obviously. Um, And confidence. I feel like we got to get Matt some confidence. He needs to figure that shit out. I'm sick of seeing... Confidence, Cohen. Confidence, Cohen. I don't want to see this gross, let me be QB1, give me free tickets thing. I'm over that. (laughs) Be yourself. Be yourself. Like, just be Be yourself. (laughs) And so that's what I hope for him. But I feel like interruption is a Julie Matt wanting to kiss again. (laughs) Okay. Good job. I like your predicts. I'm really excited for... Randall and uh, Jabron Tones Same. to be with us. Is there it's football, like a football game in next week's episode or no? Mm, good question. I, you know, <laughs> I, I could, um, I, there, mm, all right. Don't, you don't mm. have to give me too much just because like Randy, like like does, you know, he's like <laughs> the fluff of the, of the relationships. I'm like, that is the show. Oh, that's what Ann says too. You know, he prefers all the sports. 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 I mean, there is a sport in it. I'll I'll say that. Okay. Okay. So. All right. We'll see. I look forward to it. Yes. Okay. So before we wrap up, I do have Will's football poetry corner. And the word this week is the term. The heart of the defense is not only the best player on the defense, but the one who calls the plays for the D. The Dillon Panther football team is the heart of Jason Street's defense against the lying and cheating Riggins. And Coach Taylor is the heart of the Taylor family's defense mm. against Matt Saracen's blue eyes. Oh, <laughs> love it. Always clever, Will. Oh, always clever. So true. Do you think it's defense? No, it's defense. Defense. You know when words sound and look weird? I mean, but defense and defense are the same word. Right. <laughs> but like I'm reading it. I'm like, is this flowing properly? Like today I, I typed out real and I was like, this this doesn't look right. Real is this in is like right. real life, like R-E-A-L? Yeah. 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 I know. And sometimes different fonts, like yes. things look so weird. Yeah. Been there all, all the time. Yeah. So weird. But yes, thank you, Will. We always appreciate to end on a little poetry corner. <laughs> so much. Well, that's all we have for this week for 
full hearts. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Like we said, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, head on over there and leave us a rating and review. Listening on Spotify, you can rate us over there. If you're curious what else we do on this network, totalbettypodcastnetwork.com is our Patreon. We also have the link in our show notes as well. Yeah, check us out. See what we do. Fun stuff. (laughs) Fun stuff. We'll be back next week for episode 10. It's different for girls. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.